It's alive! It's the feed on NR92. Just do it! Welcome to the feed. Today we're going super gay. Unicorns and butterflies living under the rainbow. That's right. Next week is Pride Week here on Nate Campus, so let your freak flag fly. There's never been a better time to identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. Even though there's greater empathy nowadays, a lot of people still struggle with understanding what pride is all about. Clearly, it's about brainwashing dudes into liking kissing other dudes and infecting everything with glitter. Where'd you learn that? From underneath a rock? Oh, right. That's that's the agenda. Pride, on the other hand, is exactly what it sounds like. It's all about people standing up and being proud of who they are. Pride. Gayness. What does it all mean? Being attracted to people of the same sex? Being attracted to people of both sexes? More than one sex? Just sex? All the sex? It's about all that and more. You've likely heard the LGBT acronym before. It's expanding all the time, but essentially we're talking about an umbrella of people who, as Kayla here likes to say, are under the rainbow. i.e. gay men are attracted to other men, bi men are attracted to both men and women, vice versa and etc. Transgender people, on the other hand, are transgender not because of attraction, but because of their own gender identity. A friend of mine from high school's husband is transgender, they've been together 10 years, but for this interview she wanted to remain anonymous as she discussed the history of their relationship. Well, when Dax and I first got together, he wasn't Daxter, um, he was a female at the time. It was definitely a very strange thing for me, because I didn't consider myself um, gay or lesbian or anything like that. Um, I was still very much attracted to men, and I found that I wasn't attracted to other women at all. I just ended up falling in love with who Daxter was as a person that time. Um, I spent a good two years kind of really struggling in silence with my sexuality because I didn't feel I had anyone to talk to about it or try to figure out why I was feeling these feelings for like one of my girlfriends. Sex relates to biology, your physical parts and genitalia, where gender is more of an outward identity, how you feel, how you dress, how you choose to represent yourself, and whether or not you represent yourself as being more of what is thought of as more masculine or more feminine. The majority of our friends didn't care and were more than supportive. Some of them were of different sexualities as well, so that really helped. And that was kind of something where until we really came out as a couple, we didn't actually know. Because none of us had really sat down and discussed our sexualities with each other. It made it easier having the support group that we did. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't have that, but we had enough good people surrounding us that... Even when I felt unsafe, I still felt like I had a place to go to. Sexuality, on the other hand, uh, as the term suggests, is who you're attracted to. It's about who you want to have sex with. Oh my. But beyond physical attraction comes emotional attraction. We say love is love for a reason. It's about love. It's about feeling something for that person. So I think it's wonderful to have things like this where, where people can stand up and be like, yes, We are proud of who we are, we love who we are, and for other people to stand with them and say, yeah, you are worthy because you are a human being, you are wonderful, and you deserve all the love and happiness in the world. So get out there, let your rainbow flag fly, and be proud. 
proud of who you are because you damn deserve it. You also forgot. It's about being fabulous. <laughs> Touche. And there's no one more fabulous than you. But sometimes there are things about being LGBT that aren't so fabulous. Unfortunately, sometimes coming out can be a living hell. Thankfully, that's not the case for everyone. When I came out of the closet in about grade nine, I lost my first girlfriend because of that. She did not want to be associated with someone who was different and wanted to be quote-unquote normal. And then came high school, which unfortunately I did not have a support system even then, so I tried to start a GSA. No one got on board with this, and it failed because people were too afraid of the backlash, I think. Furthermore, I just wanted the bullying to stop, the mean comments, the whispering, the rumors, the glass in my locker, and other really cruel things. But fortunately, as my friend Bren is about to tell you, it's not all that bad. My, my experience was a bit better than others, that's for sure, especially when you hear horror stories of people being thrown out of their homes or taken, uh, or just, or people taking it the wrong way. Um, I was really fortunate enough to have a very secular, uh, loving family that were willing to support me when it came down to it, uh, but it wasn't really easy. That was, there was a lot of internal struggle that, like, never really, it never really happened, uh, until... Uh, until I was about to move, and then, uh, and then I just, uh, like, I had told a few friends in high school, but not necessarily everyone, and especially not my parents, but then I did tell, then I did come out, and my mom just said, I know. See, it's not that bad. In fact, Brent has another piece of wisdom for those of us living under the rainbow. It certainly does get better after a while, uh, eventually, like, everything levels out, and, like, you don't stop coming out. Uh, living openly means that you, you keep telling people that, like, yes, this is me, this is who I am. Like, people, like... That's true. Like, eventually you run out of people to come out to because you've come out to, the, like, everyone knows who you are. But that doesn't mean you stop, you stop meeting people, right? And then mm -hmm. you just keep telling, like, you keep coming out to new people. See, as cheesy as it sounds, Ren really said it. It does get better. Things will get better. So for those of you having a tough time, hang in there. Life is worth celebrating under the rainbow. No matter who you are, remember to love yourself. You're not alone. Life's too short. Clothes are meant for the closet. You're meant to be out. Be free while you can. Even though coming out as a queer woman wasn't the easiest thing in my life, I wouldn't go back for anything. So why is it important for you to, to identify as a queer woman rather than simply bisexual, pansexual, or otherwise? I consider myself 80-20. I tend to be more attracted to women, but I'm in a relationship with a man right now. However, I've never dated someone who considered themselves transgender or non-binary, so it's hard to say for sure. That's fair. I mean, you don't want to be put in a box or labeled as something you're not. However, if you find all the different terminologies or definitions confusing... I can't blame you. There's a lot out there, and a lot of it is only recently coming into the mainstream. Who to lend a hand in the knowledge department is Connor. Thanks, Alan. It is definitely confusing. A week ago, I had no idea what non-binary meant. I knew about different pronouns, but not a whole lot else. So with the help of Emmett Lamash, someone who identifies as non-binary, I was able to understand more about what it's like being non-binary, and now here is an explanation for you. NR92 presents A Beginner's Guide to Non-Binary 
The term non-binary is relatively new, but there have been androgynous people forever. So what exactly does being non-binary mean? Everybody kind of um, approaches the term and appropriate it for themselves and, and however they see they see fit for their own identity. But I kind of see being non-binary myself um, as um, I don't feel like a man and I don't feel like a woman. I kind of feel in the middle. This is where it might get a little confusing. Even though a person looks and sounds like a woman, they may identify themselves with a masculine pronoun. I use all pronouns, so people kind of choose which one they want to use, and it makes it really interesting for me, too, because um, people, depending on, like, if I've just shaved my beard or what I'm wearing, will automatically use a different pronoun, and it's almost like a, a social experiment for me. Him and her are very commonly used pronouns, although there are others. There's also them and they, zim and zer, along with several other gender-neutral pronouns. Now, if you're like me and had no idea what that means, here's Emmett to explain once again. Uh, pronouns that people have created in order to add more uh, gender-neutral pronouns without using they-them, because they-them can also be used to refer to a group, and it can be a little bit confusing sometimes. One important thing to remember is that just because somebody is non-binary doesn't necessarily mean that they are transitioning. People often think that I'm like a trans man, but I, I'm not a trans man. I don't want to become a man. It's not something that interests me. Everyone's personal experience is different, but in the case of Emmett, their family was on the supportive side. My, my family has always been very open-minded and accepting of, of everything, um, but I have to say that with, with gender diversity, it is a little bit challenging, just because it when you come out as gender diverse, it, it does change really how people look at you, whether you want that or not. And with parents in general, it's difficult when you kind of tell someone who's given you life and raised you as, you know, in my case, the girl, that, you know, actually, I'm not a girl. So my parents are very accepting towards me, and I do a lot of work in the community, and they're very proud of me. Overall, it's it's been very good. What's most important to know about being non-binary is that these people aren't doing this just for attention. They're going through something that cisgendered people will never be able to understand. I have been told that I'm just looking for attention, um, especially before I started taking testosterone. That before I started testosterone, that was... I've definitely heard it, not very often, but I did. Since non-binary is a relatively new thing, there's not a lot of info for cisgendered males like myself to learn more. However, the Pride, Cup, Pride Clubs of Edmonton and Nate can help you understand further what gender diversity really is. Thanks, Connor. Definitely helps to sort the L from the B and the G from the T to the A-I-Q-U-P-P-P. What does that spell? Nothing. It... It's just an acronym. Well, in that case, give me an S. S. Give me a P. P. Give me an O. O. Give me an R. R. Give me a T. T. Give me an S. S. What's that spell? Sports. Sports go sports. Athletics are number one. Participants are heroes. Go team, yeah. Let's talk about sports with Trey Jordan. Hey, you sexy bitch. What's up? How gay are you, Trey? Uh, I'm not. Okay, then. <laughs> but I did have a chance to talk to someone who is. Sports go sports. Andre Arsenal, who's an incredible volleyball player. Now, Andre and I talked about his life being a queer individual who played sports, which is usually seen as a super masculine culture that doesn't accept anyone that doesn't fit under their mold. 
for centuries, since its inception, sports has been seen as a manly activity and all things that apparently go with that label. In that includes sexuality. When men were fighting in Roman coliseums as gladiators, no one thought of their sexuality. When you see guys punching each other in the face in the UFC, you're not thinking about who that person is having sex with and what gender they are. Manliness and toughness don't tie into your personality. If you're tough, you're tough. If you like sports, you like sports. And if you're good at them, you should play them. Hi, my name is Andre Arsenault. I am a cis gay man, and I've been playing volleyball for about eight years. I talked to Andre about his experience being in the LGBTQ plus community and playing sports at a higher level. What cis means is that his gender matches the gender he was given at birth. Andre played volleyball for Medicine Hat and Grant McEwen College, racking up scholastic and athletic achievements. My two years in Medicine Hat, um, I, both years I was there, I was an ACAC All-Conference All-Star, and then was also a CCAA Academic All-Canadian. So what that means is basically I was best on the court and off. I also broke the Medicine Hat College record for most digs in a game and then most digs per set. And then when I was at McEwen, I also was able to break a McEwen record uh, for most digs in a mat. Andre was a good athlete, and that went a long way. But it didn't come without some hardships. During high school, Andre was constantly bullied and made him feel unsafe in his own skin. In terms of just like the locker room, like you go into the locker room after and people will wait till you leave before they change. Like literally, I've had a locker like lock on me. Like they shoved me in and then locked it with like a legit lock. But when he got to Medicine Hat, his sexuality didn't matter because it shouldn't. He was there to play volleyball and he was good at it. We're living in a time where people are being accepted for who they are, for their sexuality. It sucks hearing what Audrey went through, but finally these barriers are breaking down. And those who classify themselves in the LGBTQ plus community can celebrate their birthday, or at least that's what I compared it to, with Pride Week. It's a day that's for us and celebrates you. So it is kind of synonymous to having your own birthday, but it's it's that, but on steroids. And so ultimately the message that Pride gives to people, and specifically to me, is just reminding people that we exist and we're here and you're not a hindrance to the community. In fact, we want to celebrate you. As you can hear, Andre is someone who has excelled at something he loved and it had nothing to do with his sexual orientation. Um, I myself, I sure haven't broken any college records. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. Oh, he sure loves his balls, doesn't he? Footballs, basketballs, volleyballs, all the balls. And we're having a ball right here on NR92. You're all invited. Stay tuned. We got lots more mileage in the Pride Ride after this. And now back to the feed on NR92. <laughs> Welcome back to the ball, better known as the feed. We are talking all things Pride, as next week is Pride Week right here at Nate. That's right. Now, it's time to get your gender bend on. Tess is here to present you with their highnesses, the drag queens and kings. What is it about royalty? Hello, ladies and gents, gender neutrals and non-binaries. Glamour, glitter, horror, sci-fi, and everything in between. Drag queens embody it all, and they're a huge part of the LGBTQ community and pride in general. Back rolls. I came to top to win a competition. I spread La Mer on my toast in the morning. Hi. Everywhere you look, there's a him. Oh, honey. Honey, honey. 
honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Drag queens. Love them or hate them, they're dripping in talent. Drag is fashion. It's vogue. It's kitschy. But ultimately, it is art. In its most traditional sense, drag is generally speaking men dressing as women in a celebration of femininity and a rebellion against masculinity. The people who embrace this form of self-expression are called drag queens, and every queen has their own style. Yeah, I always say drag queens are like an exaggeration of women. I'm like an exaggeration of drag queens. That was Trixie Mattel, a world-famous drag queen who's been featured on two seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and now has a TV show on Viceland with her fellow drag star Katya. The beauty of drag is that it can be as subtle or as drastic as you please. Trixie is known for being over the top, but you can't ignore the more subdued and modest type like my brother Zach. I try to inspire my own style to be generally androgynous. I have my long hair, but I also like to wear generally what would be a masculine clothing sometimes, but also pairing it with something like my high heels. Now let's talk about drag on a local level. Drag Race fans, they have a small, sometimes library of references because they only know drag queens have been on television. I always say saying you love drag but you only watch Drag Race is it's like, it's like saying you love music but you only watch American Idol. You're right, Trixie. That's where local drag queens like Davina Divor come along. I think a lot of drag in everyday life is filtered through media, RuPaul's Drag Race, but really supporting your local queens in competitions, in everyday shows, tipping your queens. That's what really counts. Davina won last year's competition for Alberta's Next Drag Superstar. That's a competition most people don't even realize exists. Let her tell you it's no walk in the park. Definitely a level of energy bringing hype to um, performances and really bringing a level of artistry above what they usually do. All I know is how I feel, and I feel like drag coming into the spotlight has more positives than negatives. As a big sister watching her little brother grow up, I'm glad he sees yet another form of self-expression he may want to embrace. It just offers a lot of liberation to the person who's doing it, to the people who want to watch it. It's just good, healthy thing that allows people to let their real creativity show and the community surrounding it is absolutely supporting of this. It's a true art form. It's not just makeup, padding, and sequins. It's self-expression. It's liberation. It's rebellion. A quick Google will show you just how mind-blowing these transformations can be. I think it's so cool to watch live. Speaking of, I gotta go get ready for the show tonight at Evo. Don't forget to tip your queens. Oh, bow down to the teasy. Sashay away, girl. They say that walk in ruby slippers right down the yellow brick road over the rainbow. But now, the moment you've all undoubtedly been waiting for. It's time to find out what's actually going on campus next week. Hi, guys. Hi, Seth. You're here to tell us all about Pride Week at Nate. I absolutely am. And you know what? I would love to make some small chat, but honestly, there is so much. We better just get right into it. Pride Week around Nate is a blast. If you've been part of the Pride March or the activities, you know it's a good time. And this year isn't any different. The student programs coordinator, Tim Ira, says there's one event that stands above the rest. The cornerstone event of Pride Week is our Pride Walk and our Pride Rally. So that's on Tuesday, March 20th, and that will begin at 11.15 in the U Hallway. From there, we'll make our way across Nate, making a lot of noise, sharing our pride, wearing bright colors, and we'll end up in CAT, 
uh, at around noon. At noon, we'll be hosting a panel on student um, LGBTQ student mental health. Aside from the parade and the post-parade event on Tuesday, the school is going to be bumping all week. On Monday, you can catch the MTV documentary, Transformation, in the Nexon Theater at noon. Or, if you're by Pan, or Omni, you can head to the meetup from 1 to 2 in CAT 182. And if you're looking for a little education, Pride Week has got you covered. We are offering a couple of workshops this Pride Week. So we have a sex-positive culture workshop, which is happening on Tuesday, March 20th. That's at 3 o'clock. And we're also offering a um, How to Challenge Homophobia and Transphobia workshop, which is on Monday, March 21st at noon. If you're feeling a little anxious about being in a safe space, don't worry. Nate's already thought of that. There are um, volunteers in the space who kind of try to ensure that it stays safe and supportive. So people don't need to worry about, you know, unsafe people being there. What's really exciting this year is the specially designated safe space. Cat 22 is, is a room that's held by Nate's and they've decided to donate it as a safe space for the entire Pride Week. So we're programming it with some of these workshops and with some other activities such as queer coloring, um, Play-Doh, collaging. It'll just be a really kind of chill space for students to come in and be who they are and, and kind of just do fun things. From drag shows and game nights to workshops and Play-Doh, this Pride Week is going to be amazing. And personally, I can't wait. There's honestly too many things to list in my short two-minute segment there. But if you want the full list, all you got to do is go to nate.ca or Google Pride Week at Nate. Thank you, Seth. Sounds like Nate will be bursting with pride. Love is love is love is love. Damn straight, or actually, I should say, damn gay. So gay. That's what pride is all about. Just knowing who you are and being proud of it, no matter who tries to drag you down. We are all human, and we are all in this together. TWB, together we're better. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to the feed. Be proud, love who you love, and keep it tuned to NR92.